Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. Another week bites the dust. It's fall. The holidays loom closer. I can sit on my ass and watch cartoons for <laughs> weeks. It technically is fall. You, sir, are technically correct. The best kind of correct. Damn right. Weather's getting better, and it's sit on my ass watch TV time. Anyway, what do we got this week? Oh, yeah, we're into Halloween stuff. I almost forgot. Yep. So we did Wicked City last week, so we figured that we'd finish it out with Demon City Shinjuku. Yep. Which is essentially the same movie. It's different different themes, but they could easily be set in like the same universe. Yeah. I don't know. I got some thoughts on that later. Same author, both from Kikuchi, who did Vampire Hunter D. So that'll yeah. be interesting. Anyway, uh, we watched the first three episodes of... Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Cyberpunk such and such. From Netflix, which... Pretty good. Spoiler, it's pretty good. Yeah. Solid start. So we'll talk about that. Um, where Last... I wa- Last episode of Primal. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah, we watched that a little early, so you might have forgot oh, a little bit, but um, oh, my God. They're already talking about a third season. Good. I hope they do one. Like, Tartakovsky said they have, like, plans for a third season. It's going to be something completely different. Good. That's kind of what you should do with that, because, well, we'll get into it. I'm, I'll save it. Anyway, shows of the week, but before any of that, the news. All right. The news. All right. We'll start off with. Oh, my God, it's happening news. Um, Hunter x Hunter is getting Hunter Hunter. Sorry, you're not supposed to pronounce the X. People get mad. Is getting a new uh, volume. I like to do it on purpose. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Being such an asshole. <laughs> Hunter times Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That'll really trigger some people. Uh, so that's it. That's the if you're the kind on. of person who corrects somebody for saying Hunter x Hunter. Fuck you. Uh, so Hunter Hunter getting a new manga volume. Finally, first one in four freaking years. Uh, gonna have ten chapters in it. We'll we'll see how this turns out. Um, I almost don't want him to, cause then it's just like getting you interested in it again. He's never gonna fuck. I just want him it. to finish it. I wish, you know, I really wish these Mangaka. I've said this before. Would take a Mike Mignola approach. You know, I don't always agree with the way that Mike Mignola operates. Mike Mignola, Mignola, however he pronounces it. However he operates, you know, the guy who did um, uh, Jesus Christ, Hellboy. Hellboy, thank you. I was like, demon, demon something. Hellboy, uh, which is about a demon. Hellboy's really good, uh, but, you know, he uh, he realized after a while that the, you know, he was the writer and the, just like a mangaka, he was drawing and writing, uh, and, you know, he realized that the drawing was taking too goddamn long and people wanted stories, so he wrote and he handed off drawing duties to other people. Mangaka should do the same goddamn thing when they slow down like this. Like you couldn't tell either. Whoever had drawn them, you know, yeah. Close and th- this dude's getting old. Like it's fine. And with the way he freaking Togashi draws, anyway, especially the weekly stuff, it's a fucking mess. It's kind of a mess, and it gets cleaned up later anyway. So just let just, somebody else do let it. Let somebody else do it and finish the story, you motherfucker. Let some goddamn like underpaid like or no Be- money intern do it. Because for, like, secretly, I just want them to finish the. Yeah, it's true. I don't want to read that shit. It's a mess. Anyway, um, we're getting a new volume of Hunter Hunter. We'll see if that trend continues. 
I'd have my doubts. Yeah, in like 10 years, you'll get another uh, 10 lines. In 10 years, you'll probably be dead. Most likely. We yeah. don't need another Murata situation. Those those guys just don't have longevity. Miura, sorry. I, had, I don't know range, if they... Range Murata stuck Too much there. stress, too many cigarettes. They just... They, yeah, they, they burn themselves survive. out. Like, not listen, not everybody can be Oda. Like, not everybody can be that much of a psychopath. I wonder how he does it. I don't know, man. Cocaine? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He just loves the shit out of it. It's kind of amazing. That's the sign of someone who is truly obsessed with his craft. Yeah. All right. The power of autism. So, moving on here. So, I know we did a ton of video game news last week. Tokyo Game Show happened. I'm not going to cover most of it. It's a lot of retread from stuff I talked about last week. Yeah. Anyway, the one thing I will talk about is they're releasing remasters of Seekadin and Seekadin 2. Neat. Uh, so, these came out many years ago on the uh, PlayStation 1, the original PlayStation. Uh, I played, like, half a Seekadin. I never played Seekadin 2 because it was, like impossible to get i mean it was very rare it was one of those games like if you bought it when it first came out it was fine but if you didn't forget about it you could Hmm. not find it and it was super expensive for a while they did re-releases on the Ooh, i want to say it was the i can't remember if it was the psp or the ps vita i think it was the vita um on the playstation store or whatever so and i i you could probably play them now on the i haven't even checked on like the ps5 but Regardless, uh, they're doing remasters, so coming out on PlayStation 4, which means you can also play them on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. The Xbox One, which means you can also play it on the Series X or the Series S. Uh, Switch, which is cool, so that's probably going to be a lot of people's preferred platform for something like this, Damn where skippy. the graphics don't really matter, and then you can take it whatever the fuck you want. And on the PC, so you get a Steam Deck or something, you can you can play it there, too, because Steam is the release platform, because of course it is. Cause of so course, these games were really cool. Like they were, they're classic Japanese RPGs. They're like older Final Fantasy games, but it was about the hundred eight stars of destiny. You know, Outlaws of the Marsh style. Yeah, right. And the whole thing was collecting, quote unquote, collecting all hundred eight stars. Now, some of those they weren't all characters that could be in your party. There was always a ton of characters you could have in your party. Don't get me wrong. Like fifty, sixty. I think Seeking in Three is the one I really played all the way through and beat. Um and it was great, and that was on PlayStation 2. Or, yeah, PlayStation 2. So you could collect a bunch of these. Some of them were just NPCs. You'd talk to them once, and that would get you the the star. But it was just cool because there were so many different characters, and you know they all had different stuff, and, and the story was solid, and the graphics were cool. And I don't know. They're just good games. They're like, if you like Breath of Fire um, from back in the day, and you can play that now on the, the uh, Nintendo... Nintendo Online, whatever the hell it is, they have them up there, uh, one and two, I believe. Uh, it's just a game like that, or even it's not as good as Chrono Trigger, but like Chrono Trigger, right? Like it's those games that weren't Final Fantasy, but were kind of related. Um, yeah. Very good. I think Konami did these back in the day. I think you're right. I think it was Konami. Uh, it is. It is Konami. So I would highly recommend. Secret of Two is considered one of the best RPGs of that entire era. Again, I never got a chance to play it. I got it on the PS Vita. I never got around to it. I was too busy playing Symphony of the Night for the 18th time. <laughs> so right. play Symphony of the Night first, but then come back here. Uh, so if you like those those kind of like old school, um, you know, pixel art, because they were pixel art. They weren't like pseudo 3D, really. Um, you know, the pixel art JRPGs like from back in the day. Definitely check these out. They, I mean, we'll see if they somehow boggle, you know, boggle the remaster, but I doubt it. I think they'll be good. So anyway, look forward to that. 2023. So it will be it will be a little while, but that's all right. 
It's practically there. Yeah, somehow we practically are. All right, so. Oh, summer went by fast. Here's some bit of news that I did not expect at all. Uh, so one 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 pro- one thing I don't really know much about, one thing we talk about all the freaking time. Uh, so they're doing a Loop of the Third Cat's Eye CG crossover anime. Oh, that's kind of cool. Never real what it is yet. Uh, probably a movie. Um, it's cell shaded. It looks it's gonna be on Amazon, which is kind of strange, but it looks like one Lupin looks like he's in um, part three garb. Oh, really? He's got the pink coat and like a purple shirt. Fucking eighties and the yellow tie, like in the white pants. Mm-hmm. Very 80s style. Fucking Miami uh, Vice, son. And then Cat's Eye. It's like 40th anniversary. I don't know much about Cat's Eye. It's uh, Sukatsu Hojo did the manga. I know it exists, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. yeah it's going to be set in the 80s, so that's probably why he's in his... Um, Makes sense. Lupin the Third, Part Three. Yeah. Third, third. You know what I mean? Uh, I like that they care that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the director... Well, the director team, it's... Kobun Shizuno and Haruyuki Sashida. So they did the three Godzilla movies. Oh, the, yeah. the animated ones. Yep. And they did Knights of Sidonia. Um, hopefully the CG is better than both of those. And the CG <laughs> yeah, looks right. more like Lupin the First, which was freaking awesome. And oh, I yeah. That was highly really recommend. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm always excited for a new Lupin. Yeah, project. for new Lupin stuff, especially weird Lupin crossovers. Like, you got to do it, man. It's looping. It looks cool. So yeah, anything that's been around that long, you gotta just do cool crossover stuff. I'm in. It's gonna debut debut uh, worldwide on Amazon Prime. So yeah, you can watch it wherever you want. What was more hilarious than fucking Loop of the Third versus Detective Conan? <laughs> I know you know I've never actually seen it. I never actually watched it. I gotta. It's not it as that. good as you would want it to be, but it's decent. Detective Conan is not really my jam. So. Well, it's for kids. Yeah, like well, actual, I get that. It's for actual kids, not like adults that watch. It's things. well loved in Japan by people of all ages, though. So it's not. Well, I mean, you if know. you grew up with it, it's like you know, it doesn't have the zazz of Crayon Shin Chan. Is my point. If I watched old He Man now, I would would probably not hold up. You know yeah, what I mean? Different, different animal. But I get you. Oh God, nothing's funnier than Shin Chan. Oh, Shin Chan was great. Man's elephant time. <laughs> all right, so. We have here some news. I think I might have touched on this a while ago, but now there's some more out. Um, more out about it, you know, staff and when it's coming out. So it's going to come out January 2023. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Hikaru no O fantasy TV anime. So uh, this is Oshi and Junji Nishimura, uh, and it's based on a book uh, called The Firecatcher Lord. So that's Hikaru no O. He's the Firecatcher Lord. Uh, it's a book by uh, Rieko Hinata and Akihiro Yamada. Sorry, there's try, there's a lot of teams going on here, so I'm trying to figure out who's who's doing what, who's on first. Uh, character design is the guy who did uh, Outlaw Star and Macross Zero. I like it. So that's pretty cool. The uh, the music is the guy who did the music for Ghost in the Shell and uh, Pat Labor. Kenji Kawai, mm. so that's that's that should be pretty good. Um, uh, it sounds like it's all. OG it looks people. cool, man. Like I, I, I love one. I love fantasy anime, and there's never enough of it. And no, Izakai crap doesn't count. I'm not counting Izakai, although I will 
give some credit that at least Izakai has given us, yeah, given us more fantasy and yeah, opened the door for more legitimate fantasy where there's not like video game elements in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that drives me crazy. I know. Even uh, even is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon has a little video gamey elements. Going yeah, it's on. like stop using that for everything. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, well, it just creeps in and becomes ubiquitous. Like, even if it has nothing to do with anything, it's like it's like oh. anyone under 30 doesn't understand mechanics that aren't in video yeah. games. So the uh, so Akihiro Yamada, who, who was, you know, worked on the book, too. Yep. He did the illustrations. He did the character designs in Razafon. Oh, wow. Ooh. Ooh. Some good character designs in Razafon, really man. Is. Quan, man. He cared about them. <laughs> I was just going to say, like. He cared about them thighs. The ultimate character design. He knows thick thighs save lives. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this. It's uh, you I know, am now. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it's any good because Oshi is sometimes a bit much. But uh, I'm it's adapted to someone else's work. I, I bet you it'll be really good. I bet you it'll be really good. I bet it'll be like super doomer politics. Ah, uh, we'll see because <laughs> that's what Oshi likes. Ah, God, he even seeps it into pat labor sometimes. Oh yeah, Pat Labor had a ton Especially of Especially in the movies. Like the movies. 100%. And the movies more so than the series. The series stood away from it mostly. I mean, that's literally all the movies are. It's yeah. just Doomer politics. He, he he reverted to form. Eh. I mean, when you live in a country that's basically in a death spiral. <laughs> Been in a death spiral since like the nineties. Yeah. yeah, early nineties. I mean, we're all in a death spiral. Like, the entire world's in a death spiral now, so yeah, I, guess, I guess we can all catch up. All right, Dr. Blackbill. You may not be wrong, but it doesn't make you any less of a Dr. Blackbill. No, I'm right. white, man. I'm ready to start a new civilization. From the ashes of the old. Damn right. All right, so... It's going to be better than this one. Speaking of things that are death spiraling... Hookers and blackjack. Death spiraling straight to death, because that's what death spirals do. Uh, <laughs> Last time I checked. So, uh, Dark Horse, which... Used to be not based. the which is not the worst publisher. They're not they're not terrible. Um They should be really good back in the day. Oh, they were phenomenal. They did all this awesome comics. They haven't, comics, they haven't like, gone too far down the, the woke hole as far as I can see. Not like uh Disney uh, Disney Marvel and uh DC. Dead company. So Penguin Random House. So Penguin's been publishing. I believe Penguin has been publishing I I think it's DC. I think they've been doing the DC publishing because one of them pulled away from Diamond. I think it was DC. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, But now, let's Seven Seas, Kodansha, Square Enix, Dark Horse. Maybe not. I thought I thought it was Penguin. Ah, maybe it was just rumors. There's a lot. I can't keep straight because there's a, as the comic book industry crumbles, like yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's just going. There's a lot of moving parts. Regardless, they're going to do some publishing with Penguin. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Penguin's a really damn well-respected publishing house and are decidedly not woke, so that's good. Um, I'd be curious to see what comes out of this. So they're going to publish single-issue comics and manga. So, you know, they were publishing... I believe they were publishing some of their books before, like the... You know, Dark Horse did, like, the um, Vampire D books, right? Yep. Um, So now they're going to be doing single issue comics as well and the i think penguin might have also been distributing the, the graphic novels now they're doing um the kind of stuff you normally see in the direct market like you know single issues floppies all that yeah. stuff so it's just interesting it's interesting to see it as it develops you know we'll, we'll see what goes on here God, but i would love to i do love dark go horse to a store and buy comics again yeah but everything's like 
Anything good is fucking Kickstarter. Well, not Kickstarter, Indiegogo, whatever. Yeah. Or, Occasionally Kickstarter, Kickstarter, but yeah. I know. It you was nice to, to just you get You have to a, wait like six months for it if you're lucky. Yeah, I like that a lot of people are, are seeing that and, and doing things a lot quicker. So it's a one or two month round, you know, turnaround time. Yeah, that I can wait. Like, you know, Inglorious Rex is almost done. I think it's going to ship in like less than a month. Wraith of God 2 is almost done. Like, people are waiting. You know, once they have the money, they wait until it gets closer. Like, you know, not everybody's EVS who's just going <laughs> to it's gonna take the time. It's once you take. have a successful campaign and you're doing the second part of it, you should start ahead before yeah, you it's even just put tough. it up. You know what I mean? It's just tough. And uh, all the ISOM stuff is going to be distributed. The um, Ripperverse stuff is going to start coming out in a week, too. So mm. I didn't put that in my news here, but uh, we'll cover it next week because that's when I think it's actually... Yeah, I think it's it'll, they'll have start shipping by then, so I think we'll have something to report on. Um, anyway, enough comic book news. We're gonna move on to uh, some more news of uh, marketing, Japanese marketing and licensing, and you know the crazy stuff they do. Oh, so it's my favorite, the One Piece Fitness Gym, sir. <laughs> One Piece Fitness Bragman. <laughs> I don't know why it's Bragman. Uh, fitness mm. Gym. It's going to be opening in uh, Shibuya in January of twenty three. Uh, but it's already recruiting people. Uh, apparently, the Bragman book is from the manga. Yep. Um, I I've watched a lot of the anime, but I've, it's I'm like seven hundred something episodes in. I don't remember that name of that book. It's from like the thirteenth volume of the manga, which means it's from hundreds of episodes yeah. ago. Uh, so yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, you you can sign up. So if you uh, want to get yourself a membership, want to get your fat otaku ass in shape. Yeah, man, you're anywhere near Japan, and you want to do it like a know, like a pirate. <laughs> Let's see, the joining fee is 192 bucks, or 100 or 92 bucks, depending on what group it is. Um, then there's monthly fees. So apparently, it's you have different access and whatever. Just just you know, do a little search, check it out just for the pictures. It's kind of hilarious. Um, it's a ridiculous gym. It's just ridiculous. Good on them for gimmicking it. Who knows how much they had to pay to license it, or maybe they didn't because it's Japan and that happens a lot. Are they doing some kind of like wild pirate CrossFit thing? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be funny. There's a pirate school aimed at elementary school children, so who knows? There you go. That's cool. Hey, get them in shape. You know, it's a good. It's overall a good thing. So I'm not complaining. Um. All right, so next bit of news. So this is a bit of uh, cultural news. Crunchyroll, uh, who was doing the, apparently they're handling the dubbing for uh, Mob Psycho. Yeah. Uh, for the third season, yeah, they're recasting Mob. Yeah, I read that. And apparently it's because the VA, uh, well, he's claiming anyway, uh, was trying to get into SAG, oh, the Screen yeah. Actors Guild. Anime so, does not do union, guys. No, they don't like that at all. At all. Nah, they've always, always used just like two or three studios that are not union. Yeah. So, anyway, just one of those bits of news to follow. Like, shame on them if they did it just because the person trying to join SAG. Who knows? It's probably more of that story. I've never watched the dub, so I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It doesn't. Don't give a shit. From an entertainment standpoint it doesn't bother me from a these companies are shitty standpoint it bothers me maybe but it takes them so long to dub it like like i have no patience i'd like to know well i'd like to know more of what what's going on here but yeah who knows i'm sure there's a whole story yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, just a little bit of news to bring up to to keep an eye on, see how it develops. All right, so last bit of news. And this is something we've been covering for a while now, and I think, God, almost every week for the past couple months we've been talking about it. So Japan, once again, is ever so slowly loosening its sphincter <laughs> opening the on opening. Um, so now they're going to remove the, the daily cap and ease some of the other restrictions, but I'm pretty sure there's still requirements for jabs and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, oh, and, and they're still testing it. They're still way behind. I mean, Japan is xenophobic. You can definitely tell they're just going to squeeze it out until this tour season Next is tour over. Season, yeah. And then they're not going to be able to resist after that. But, uh, you know, the, the faction that needs the money from tourists is slowly winning. It's just taking its sweet time. Uh, they're still way – I mean, the U.S. is pretty backwards. Canada is pretty backwards still, too. But most of the world has kind of moved on. Japan is slowly dragging itself in that direction, so we'll see. We'll see how it develops. We'll, you know, continue to report on it. But uh, listen, nobody's going on vacation to trip fucking yet. Europe anytime soon. So Japan's the my. I've already been to Europe too many times. Yeah, so it's, it's Asia's turn. <laughs> don't plan your trip yet, but if you're thinking about doing one, you may want to start saving your ducats. Let's put it that way, especially with how favorable the dollar is to the yen at the moment. Oh yeah. Everybody's money is worthless, but ours is still worth slightly more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. That sometimes can be a terrible thing. And we haven't hit the, the worst of it yet either. So this winter's going to get wild, kids. It's going to get wild. Fucking Buckle up. Lock up your piggy banks. Buckle up. Let's hope it doesn't end with a nuclear apocalypse. That would be nice. And on that note, that's the news. As long as it's somewhere else. I mean, it kind of fucks you over anyway, but. Nuclear apocalypse implies that it's not somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I guess the term apocalypse. Correct. But, you know. I, I, I think the only thing that's really in play are tactical nukes. Yeah, that's how it starts. That's Talk the, about a slippery slope. Speaking of not going on vacation to Europe anytime yeah. soon. On that note. At any rate. Perhaps you want to relay the fabulous and not so fabulous things you might have watched this week? Um, Every episode is pretty solid. It was... Uh, odd week of episodes i guess we're kind of grinding towards the end on some stuff uh lucifer the biscuit hammer probably has a lot of episodes because there's quite a few volumes of the um the manga yeah. anyway this was like a weird aside episode like it has no short-term plot like it doesn't really matter that much yeah it was it has just... no short-term plot ramifications but it has like long-term ramifications sure Basically, there's a whole backstory with Sam Adair and her sisters, her sister, the teacher there. Yeah, 10 volumes of the manga, by the way, for that, so I could see. Yeah, I think I, I have them somewhere, actually. Or no, I think I read that. 10 volumes there. is not hundreds of episodes, but you're looking at, geez, 26 at least, maybe 30-something. Actually, I don't even know if it classic ever came. 39. I think I read like a, you know, like a scanlation of it, because I don't even know if it's out over here. Maybe it is. Maybe oh, I have not. no idea. Anyway. At any rate, so they did a few epi like way back beginning of the season. They did they introduced her father, and um, he's like a he writes um not manga novels. He, yeah, he writes like sci fi novels. Okay, because Yuhei was like super into him. He's like, oh my god, this is my favorite author. But anyway, so her Semidare and her sister both live together. 
Sebedev's sister came back three years ago. Before that, she was just kind of on her own. Because she was... Her whole backstory is she was like... She has some... Uh, they never really explain what it is. Just some kind of disease. Where she sure. was in bed all the time and couldn't really do anything. And the only reason she can do stuff now is because she of magic bullshit. Like magical girl bullshit. Whatever the hell's going on. When Once yep. they finally explain what is going on. So... But they explained what happened to her dad. They explained why her and her sister lived together. But they never really explained. They gave a brief explanation of why. Her mother's a doctor. And she basically went to France to work. Because they were going to let her study Semidare's disease. You know, while she was working there. Apparently, she's a famous doctor, so they were like really wanted her to work there for some reason. Famous doctor. It's really half-assed explanation, but anyway, it was just like a lot of boo-hoo. You left me alone when I was sick. Uh, I see. And her sister had no reason to leave. She just didn't want to deal with her sister, so she feels bad about that. And ba 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 ba. But anyway, by the end of the episode, everybody has a good cry, and they get back to. Okay. I mean, it's just building up for the overall, like... So it's a backstory interlude. Got it. Like, her and Yuhei are going to basically... You assume... You know, the cracks in them wanting to destroy the world or, like, a period. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Clearly where it's going. I mean, that's how I'd write it. Anyway. But, I mean, it's a good episode. It's just kind of a... Uh, zero action. A lot of feelings. Yeah. Not necessarily... It's a backstory interlude. Yeah. Anybody who's watched One Piece understands this very well. (laughs) Character building. Anyway, so... uh, Call of the Night. Call of the Night had an insane tone shift in this episode. Really? Because everything was like super happy, fun with vampires. And then... uh, This is the we're getting right to the end, so now it's serious business time. Yeah, Ko randomly runs it. He's out like trying to recruit people for... uh, Nautacusa's like ridiculous like cuddling business (laughs) where she lulls you into false sense of security and sucks your blood. Anyway, so he's out trying to like recruit people that he thinks look unnaturally sleepy. So he's butters. Got it. Yeah, he's butters. (laughs) So he runs into this like chick in her, I don't know, late 20s. It's hard to tell with anime. Like, you know, she's older than him. She's probably 20s, maybe early 30s. In anime, like early 30s is like old hag, (laughs) which is hilarious. But anyway, so he basically, he awkwardly gets this woman to, like, go have coffee with him. And it turns out she's a private investigator. And she's like, I'm working on this case. And she shows him a picture of that kid that Seri just turned into a vampire yeah. in, like, the last episode or whatever. And he's just like, he, like, kind of makes I, a face. I've got to go. And she knows. And then he bounces. So anyway... After he leaves there, he goes and tells Nanakusa that, you know, he didn't make any money. <laughs> like, he didn't lure anyone back to her lair. And so she, like, I don't know, goes off in a huff to play video games like always. So he meets up with Akira and that other dude that he's, his, like, nighttime human friends. Yeah. And they, like, break into their school to, like, they want to, like see if all the urban legends about school their school are real sure because that's what japanese high school middle school whatever students do 
Was that Yersi Atsura? That was something we were watching. Yeah, I mean, that's like a standard trope. Pretty right? classic. It's been like a hundred things. So anyway, they're doing that, and they come across one of them is like a teacher who disappeared. And he's like in the classroom, and it turns out he turned into a vampire, but he refused to suck blood. So he's just like slowly dying. And yeah. then when they enter the room, he just attacks Akira because he just can't hold it anymore. So then the private investigator chick just randomly shows up and it turns out she kills vampires. Oh, good to know. And then she know for somehow she knows that Ko wants to be a vampire. Uh she might have been stalking him. Sure. That's kind of implied lo- very loosely implied, we'll see. But um and then she basically like she gives him this ring she has, like the vampire to hold. Yep. And it like I don't know. She's like, hold this ring and you could die as a human. But then the sun comes out and he just turns to dust while holding the ring. So maybe that like gives him his soul back or some shit. Oh, I have knows? no idea. Uh, I don't know how deep they're getting into like, you know, vampire, vampire lore. lore yeah. No yeah. Anyway. But then she's like, you know, I'm not going to let you like proceed with your stupid plan and blah, blah, blah. You know, implying that she knows what Ko's up to. And it pretty much ends there. Okay. So. And she's like, you don't even know what vampires are, blah, blah, blah. But Yeah, you should watch The Strain. He kind of does know what vampires are in a weird way. Sure. Probably more than she does. Anyway, I assume they're going to have very different perspectives on vampires, and that's where it's going to go from there. Anyway, crazy tone shift from where it was going. And yeah. Then, like, hit a wall. I mean, it, it's got to be getting towards the end, so that makes some sense. Yeah, I don't know. We're at episode 10, probably. Yeah, so. so two more, like three more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Black Summoner. Uh, Everybody's overpowered. There are no challenges. The end. Oh yeah, no, it's like it's kind of ridiculous. Like the the guys from the another country, like he fucked up one of their dukes or counts or some shit. So they all like he all, duked on one of their dukes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this whole ninja team shows up to like attack his mansion, and of course he figures it out instantly. And he just sends, like, scrubs out to deal with them. <laughs> it's like, it, it was mainly focused on the hero he just summoned, the little girl, just, like, pretending to be his sister. Yeah. So nobody thinks he's a creeper, even though he lives with, like, 20 fucking chicks. Yeah, well. <laughs> and in his ridiculous mansion. He's Hugh Hefner. That's what he is. He's, like, otherworld Hugh Hefner with a sword. <laughs> anyway. And then, so... The little girl goes out and fights them by herself because that's, like, her test to see if she's, like, legit adventurer. And she has to fight, like, a literal, like, fire giant thing, and it's ridiculous. She does ride a cool, like, wolf monster, though. Yeah, so more more overpowered people. Got it. Yeah. It's kind of like... I like all the characters, but it's kind of hokey and it's kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. Because it's just like... Well, there's no tension. Yeah, like, I keep asking Sean about it. He's just like, no, eventually, like, he's got to fight this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, you got to get to it faster, man. It's like a whole season of buildup, basically. Yeah. So, like, they're finally starting to get to it. Like, I see where it's going. But it's like, man, so much training... And blah, blah, blah. Like, this is going to have to be the most epic battle on Earth to, like, make me care about a second season. It won't anyway. Be. Spoiler, it won't be. Probably not. No, no chance. Anyway. That. No chance. It's, like, all... It, it, it's mostly just, like... 
I don't know. I think Izakai is just jumping the shark. They've like tried every twist on it. Izakai jumped the shark with Log Horizon. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was a great idea. It didn't need to keep happening. Like, Gate was at least something a little different. Yeah, like, around the time that Gate came out, it was like they started just doing twists on it. And now it's just meta. Yeah. You know, it's like basically like yeah. everything's video game mechanics, like nothing matters. There's no threat. There's no anything. It's just and like, you know, I like the twist and shield hero. But yeah, I don't know. Izakai is tough. It's just tough. I just don't know why it's so popular. It, it doesn't need to go away forever. It just needs to be like its own little subgenre that comes up every now and again. What and does good. that say about society? Where like the most popular genre of shows is about being spirited away into another world where things are good. Like that's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. It's my philosophy corner. You're not wrong. Anyway. I think we need to talk about primal. Yeah, we do. Before I get too bummed out about the state of the earth. So episode ten of Primal. So if you remember, we're talking about if you listened to us before, we were talking about the um, the last episode, series of episodes with the Colossus, and you know, Colossus people all got freed, and he, you know, got his daughter back, and it was all cool. And they saw the the flaming demon guy walk by because <laughs> walking was, on top of the ocean. It was the last. It was the last man from that village, probably. The, I think he was the chieftain. Yeah, um, most. And his son, you know, his kid had got killed mainly because they were trying to kill Fang and Spear, and uh, Mara, Mira, Mira, man. Can't, I can never remember. Uh, you're, so You're like worse than me today. You know, he was about to get pulled away by the Valkyries, got pulled down to hell, became a demon, and now, you know, he's he's coming after Fang and Spear. So Fang and Spear and Mira um, find Mira's people, and, you know, they're... they're it's, it takes them a while to get used to the dinosaurs, but they're kind of just chilling, hanging <laughs> Especially out. Especially since they, like, walk through houses. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's cool, and it's just... It's a good time, right? Like, in... And he's settled, and it just—you knew it's—you know—it's not going to end that way, right? Yeah. And boy, it ends tough. So, uh, the demon, of course, shows up, screws up that uh, you know. Hey, I, you're going to have some peace, no peace, and you know, Fang and Spear are going to have to do what they have to do, and not everybody's going to make it out alive. But uh, you know, the show ends, and this is just—we'll talk about thoughts on it. But this is kind of the summary without too many spoilers. And the show just ends with like you know a. a an image of hope, you know, I guess that's the way to put it, uh, hope for the future. But it's clear that that storyline is pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. So you were talking earlier about, hey, there's probably, you know, they're going to do a season three. I'm all for it. And it's just like the that trial balloon episode they did that had nothing to do with Fang and Spear. Like, yeah, it's time. Like their story is wrapped up. It's good. You don't need more. It's satisfying. It's oh, time to perfect. move on. And I don't even need it set in the same world. Like necessarily I, I want it to be completely different i want it to be 1600s or 1700s or mid, middle ages or whatever you know what i mean i want it to be yeah. something completely different with the same kind of theme no, i think that's where they're gonna go with it i'm i'm in i'm 100 percent in for it so what thoughts do you have about uh this end of primal well the end for now at least uh the, this whole arc the fang and spear arc if they're going to do more we'll refer to it as the fang and spear arc Oh, God, it's just the best thing I've seen in so long. It's, it's one of the best 
I'm not going to say pure visual, but mostly purely visual storytelling I have ever No seen. actual, like, conversation at all. I well, mean, people, well, Only the one episode. Yeah, okay, yeah, except that one. But that wasn't really spanging. Because all the conversation is in fang, not or spear, languages. That was, like, yeah. the 1800s one. All the conversation is not really yeah. languages, so. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, grunting in words. Anyway, best thing I've seen in forever. God. And it was, like... It's the only thing that's faithfully. I mean, it wasn't an adaptation of Robert E. Howard stuff, but it is All definitely. The thieves are there. It's one hundred percent based on his stuff. Oh yeah, like you can't get for around sure. It anyway. And I'm sure if you asked Gendy Kartikovsky, he would tell you very much. That oh yeah, it. it's clear. It's very you know. There's some Tarzan in there too. Nothing. Some Edgar Rice Burroughs for sure. Oh yeah, but... nothing explores that anymore. You know no. what I mean? Like, just, like, pure animal savagery. No. Yeah, like enough. The, like, the very thin veneer of society that gets peeled back so easily. And what's there? Yep. You know, your base instincts. And it's just... Oh, and gray man. morality. And, you know, the show never preaches. It, it can't. No, mean, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even preach in its visual storytelling. No. It is a pure story of survival. Like, yep. It's that's just it. savage survival. And what that's, has to be done. That's how, that's what humans came and from. And the goods and bads of civilization, right? It shows both. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It does. You know, the the bonds people can have and the way that it can be resilient and, and it can take people in and, and be a good thing, civilization, and then how it can be terrible and be turned to evil. Like, it's got all of it. Yeah, it's crazy. It went and it never ceased to surprise me. Like, yeah. you never knew where it was going. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like you get once you got used to it, like towards the end, you're like, okay, I can, I kind of get where this is going. You know, you always knew it was going to end poorly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, somebody was getting murdered, someone was getting eaten by a dinosaur, <laughs> some bad was going to happen, right? You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But no, nah, a really satisfying, a ending. very bittersweet ending, like as it should be. Yeah, no, it was perfect. It, it really it was. It couldn't. Have, I can't think of any other way they could have done it. No, I, no, I have no complaints. But yeah, one of the best shows of the last fucking 20 years. Just an absolute masterpiece. Perfect. Yep. And I mean perfect in every way. There's not one thing I would change. Just, ugh, I can't wait till I can fucking buy it on Blu-ray. I know. I know. Give that man money and let him do more. Let him yeah, keep doing when it. I read that they were like already coming up with like ideas for season three, which means they probably have funding. I think he just has. It can't be overly expensive. And he You can, don't got to pay voice actors. He can probably do it himself. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got all that fucking Hotel Transylvania money. Well, like, yeah, you're not wrong. All his you like, Star Wars so. money, you know. Like, I don't even. If he really wanted to do it, I think he'd just do it himself. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's got the HBO is letting a lot of people just run now, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, Zaslov wants to make money. <laughs> he's not screwing around with garbage anymore. Does it make money? Yes, do it. If it doesn't, fuck off. Yeah, so I'm wicked stoked to see what they do for like yeah. third season. Yeah, so you know we gush about it all the time. Be assured that the ending is—it's a solid ending. And <laughs> well, it's savage, as you know. It's as it should be. <laughs> the title and would imply. I can't recommend the show as a whole enough. It's—I mean, look, it's ten episodes. They're twenty-two minutes each, right? That's so, just this season, though. Yeah, per season, you're right. Twenty episodes. Yeah, but I mean, the whole seasons. spear and fan so arc it's twenty is episodes. Like, so. Long. It's 10? No, not even. It's less than, it's what, six hours? It's less than the goddamn Lord of the Rings trilogy extended editions together. <laughs> yes. By I know a that's lot. a high bar, but. By like four or yeah, three by a hours lot. or something. Right, like it's six-ish hours, you know, six to seven hours. Like It's worth it. It's worth the time investment. 
you know, that's less than a season of like freaking Game of Thrones was or House of the Dragon is like it's true. I, I I can't recommend enough. It's just phenomenal. It's just a phenomenal show. No, it's definitely a worthwhile usage of your time. Very, 100%. very good. All right. So speaking of things that I think are gonna be worthwhile um uses of your time, Netflix's Cyberpunk Edge Runner. So something you wouldn't think has a chance, right? So Netflix, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, based on a property that's got issues, mainly because the game is kind of, uh, you know, it's getting better from what I hear, but yeah. And then um, it's from Trigger, which Trigger style doesn't always work for everybody, and sometimes they go a little overboard with their style. I would say here the style is right Trigger on the ragged edge. storytelling is suspect a lot of times, too. Yeah. But this is only they animated. Can drag. This is really only animated by Trigger. Like, a lot of the... A lot... The writing and stuff is not Trigger. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's directed by Trigger. That helps. Yeah, it's not... It's not written by them. Um, so, Netflix... Cyberpunk Edge Runner. So, what is this... What the hell is this about? So... Cyberpunk, if you don't know anything about it, is it's the year of like 2077. I don't know if this is specifically 2077, but that's the game, so we'll just go with it. Yeah. So it's a far future. Corporations run everything. Um, they basically are the states. You know, it's a big dystopia. You know, it's a bright, shiny city, but it's also dirty as hell. And, you know, there's all technology you could ever imagine, but that's also the worst thing ever because all the things you can imagine evil that could be done with that technology are done. You know, surveillance, corporations screwing you over, you know, having to pay just to freaking run your laundry in your own house and then having it stop halfway through because you ran out of your bill. Um, It deals with all of it, right? So you got uh, got characters here. Uh, What are they? Ramirez? Is that his name? That's his last name. Yeah. Um, So him and his mother, the main character, are... um, you know, they're living in an apartment. They're not rich. His mother is a uh she's like an EMT. Yeah. Maybe a nurse too, but EMT. And she's got side hustles because she's got to pay for her kids' education because she wants them to go to this corporate school. This you have to basically school. go to a private school if you want to get anywhere. So she sends him to this fancy like corporate sponsored, like private school. Because she wants him to like, you know, it's like you got to, it's kind of like the Communist Party. If you're not in the party, you're like poor, basically. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you can't afford, right? Like, you So can't she works anything. like, you know, basically works nights and then does, you know, sketchy side hustles. So her side hustle, you'll you'll come to figure it out. I won't spoil it because it's actually kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, it is. It puts the pieces together. You're like, oh, I get it. Now I get it. So, you know, this is a spoiler for the first episode, but of course they're going to be separated, um, however that happens. And then, you know, the kid's on his own. He's got to make his way in the world, right? So every conceivable shitty thing happens to him in, like, the first episode yeah. or two. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's ten episodes. It's a good, uh, you know, standalone story so far. The first three episodes have me hooked. I like, like it. So, I'm ready to watch more. So the first episodes, the first one kind of just establishes everything. And, you know, the shitty rich kids that have corporate jobs and corporate parents and all this stuff. And then him trying to make his way in the world. Then second episode, he runs into uh, he, uh, a, a dangerous girl, yeah. <laughs> how you will. 
uh, who's, you know, perhaps a bit more, uh, if he wasn't a naive kid, perhaps he would have known, like, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the third episode deals with him falling in with, uh, you know, a team of edge runners, team cyberpunks, right, that, you know, run run jobs off the off the books for all sorts of people, right? Like a mob. So, like, yeah, like gangs, like whatever, but. They're like a gang that works for the mob. Yeah. Kind of. They work for gangs. They just they're kind of like mercenary teams. Yeah. Kind of. Like, but or uh, criminal teams, like sophisticated criminal teams, whatever you want to do. So they, they run a job in that third episode. You it it's doing a really good job of establishing the world and establishing, you know, yeah. everything that goes on in it and everybody's place in it. Yeah, so. like the world building was actually really good. It's done really goddamn. Like well. you don't need to know shit about the game. I don't know anything about the game. No, like or very, the, very little. Or the um RPG or any of that, right? Yeah. It's it's just good. And, you know, it's it's good to see have some good cyberpunk stuff. We're always bitching Super about Super solid stock writing. Yes. It exactly is. how you set up a character like that. Pretty much perfect. Everything don't expect to be wowed by like, oh, it's burning my expectations. No, it's doing exactly what it needs to do. It's got the right amount of twists and turns. It's very sad that I have to be excited about something doing like basic things right. But, but it's, it's again it's like I can see why people uh compare it to Arcane. Because it has that yes. same just good stock writing, but it's like the it's like we talk about showing it all the time. It's just the basics, well executed. Yep, right. Trigger is doing an excellent job. They're running the line on the animation. It's it's stylized. It's not Promare levels of stylized, no. but it's it's definitely one of their more stylized shows. Um, but it works. It works. It works because it's supposed to be kind of like it's crazy th- future, um, or cyberpunk, blah blah blah. The one bitch is, and you said it is. You know, the default is Japanese with English subtitles when they're talking to each other in their heads. Like, oh, they do. Yeah. Like the way they do the subtitles is really hard to follow because they pop up all over the screen. Yeah, they don't like normal subtitles or subtitles. Right. Do not drink while you or like smoke weed while you watch this show because you will be fucking close. But while they're talking (laughs) there or while they're talking to each other in their heads, not, you know, with their cyber gear, it, it pops up a little picture of them and then it's got like or an avatar and then it's got. The text in in color in a specific color for each person on the screen, but it's smaller. It's in the it's, it's small. They it's pop, harder to read. They pop up all over the screen. And they it's funny they, color. It's hard to see. They voice over it too, but it's in Japanese, so kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah. So and they don't subtitle that down below. So just something to be aware of. That I don't know if maybe watching it in English might actually be better in this case. Yeah, maybe. or just. Make sure you're paying attention. You can see your TV and you're not too drunk or too high to pay attention. <laughs> yes. Because otherwise you will miss a lot. Um, but excellent setup. Uh, plenty of plenty of titties and blood and weirdness and whatever else. It's got everything you want out of a cyberpunk Great show. character designs. Absolutely phenomenal character really designs. Really good, yeah. I got to give them huge props for the character designs. Like, they are fucking good. Um. You just don't see that a lot. Like, Better than you would expect out of this show. Definitely. There's a lot of pretty generic character designs that roll around out there. Yeah, no, they really like made everybody unique, which is. Yeah, I mean, I even like all the weirdo, like other cyberpunks and stuff. Like, <laughs> fucking Mohawk, Mohawk, Mohawk. Favorite, yeah, Dr. Mohawk. Um, so, yeah, definitely check it out. Great show. Um, you know, once again, Netflix, when they kind of fund a project and just let them roll. It usually turns out all right. Like, I think they're finally figuring no out that they just need to keep their fucking fingers off shit. 
Just throw some money at people who know what they're doing and then reap the benefits. Yep. That's how Amazon's been successful when they've done it. Yep. When they throw money at people that are incompetent, you get rings of power. Which so. is exactly what everybody thought it was. Yeah. Except it's boring. Oh, that, that was what took everybody by surprise. <laughs> like, not only is it poorly written, it's also exceedingly boring. I figured it would have just a lot of, like, dumb action. Just because... Yeah. They, when bad writers right they usually just kind of like use action scenes as like a band-aid they probably don't have the money they spent all the money on it but there's it costs so much money to do everything else they probably don't have the money to do all the action shame because the characters suck the costumes suck yeah the fucking set designs are amazing yeah they are it's such a fucking waste it's so sad like when they eventually like another season when they board it up because they're too broke to do it like somebody has to buy all those sets. Yeah, and do, do something. Cool yeah, hell yeah. Because man, it's such a sad. Someone race. buy the rights to the Silmarillion. Someone who doesn't suck and just do that. Anyway, did they just sell more rights to more shitty companies? I don't know. Stuff? I think they did. Christopher Tolkien's kids are the worst. Yeah. If you're out there and you're here, there's somehow you're the worst. All right. So that's all we got really to say about Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's good. So First three far. episodes were good. First Very episode was good. We'll probably have finished it by next week, so we'll we'll give a full review. Yeah, but, uh, I figure so. We'll have to talk about it a little bit because we just watched it yesterday, and it's it was really good. You know, definitely recommend. From what I've, what we've seen so far, yeah, first three episodes it. definite recommend. It's going we'll modify in a good direction, that. so we'll modify that if we have to. Yeah, I don't think so. I next think, week we'll I think give you the whole rundown. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so here we go. Now we come to the end of it. The big review of the day, Demon City Shinjuku, based on the book by our good friend uh, Hideyuki Kikuchi, um, everybody's good friend, friend of humanity, but not Santa, <laughs> Hideyuki Kikuchi, uh, Vampire to D fame. So what the hell is Demon City Shinjuku? So it was a book. There was also a manga. Uh, manga actually got released over here. I never read it. Um, and then there's apparently also a sequel. Um, a novel uh, that was released over here, Demon Palace Babylon. Whoa, I know, but apparently there's no there's no animation for that. So somebody could get on that. That could be cool. That would um, be cool. So anyway, this here is directed by uh, Kawajiri again, Yoshiaki Kawajiri. So he directed the last week. Um, I think he also directed Cyber City Ueda, which we got to get to some point, sometime soon. So what the hell is it about? So. Kayoya, God, his name is bad. Kayoya Izayoi. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. It's a hard one. Um, so his father was uh, Genichiro, uh, was fighting. So it starts off with like his father fighting uh, Ra, Rebi Ra, what the hell is it? Yeah, Rebi Ra, Rebi Ra, uh, mm. Levi Ra. It's, tr- it's transliterated a bunch of different ways in the movie. It's Levi Ra. What I'm looking at now is a is a different transliteration. L's and R's, You know how this works with Japan, right? So, and it's it's not a joke. It just works that way. So, he's fighting him, 
and you know they got crazy they're jumping it's anime right like it's straight up anime jumping around ridiculous attacks for some reason levy ra has a sword but it just shoots it lasers. just shoots lasers he doesn't actually do any sword fighting not really or genichiro like actually does sword fighting yeah so genichiro's got like a uh it's a boken actually it's a boken it's not even a real sword and, and levy ra looks like a freaking vampire so it's very this is very proto vampire energy stuff going on here uh, oh, but yes. they're fighting in Shinjuku, and clearly there's all kinds of crazy shit going on. There's rifts in the earth forming, and apparently Levi Ra is trying to summon demons, but apparently he's got to think about it for 10 years before all the demons will get summoned. Um, so he defeats Kenichiro. This happens in the first couple minutes, so not really a spoiler. And then it cuts to 10 years in the future, like three days before the 10-year anniversary when all the demons are going to get summoned. And you have uh, Kiyoya, so Kenichiro's son, who... Never really properly learned all the crazy sword techniques that his father had. But he can half-ass it pretty good. But he good. can kind of half-ass it. Um, then you get the president of the Earth, uh, Kazumi Rama. So he sees him. Uh, Kiyoya sees him on TV, and he also sees uh, his daughter, Sayaka, and gets immediately obsessed with her. Oh, yeah, like, he oh gets my God, she's the hottest thing ever. He gets ever. an epic stiffy for Sayaka. But then the, the president of the Earth gets uh, captured with crazy poison ivy bullshit vine monster. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Levy Rod trying to stop him from, I don't know, trying to get him out of the way, I think. Get him out of the way so that yeah. the world is ready for, you know, demon invasion. You can't have a president of the earth. Yeah, the uniter of the earth, you know, to to be in the way. Um, so, uh, Kiyoya is like, well, shit, that sucks. But he doesn't want he doesn't really want to be a part of it. Then Sayaka shows up to talk to him. And he's like, even though he's obsessed with her, he's like, man, I'm not into it. I'm not saving anything. She's like, you got to go into Demon City. You know, the Shinjuku, when it when all those rifts form, it got separated. So the Shinjuku area of Tokyo. It's kind of like, like cordoned off. Cordoned off. It's its own area. It's lawless. There's gangs, whatever. And there's demons, monsters, and all sorts of shit going on in there. And Levi Ra is still there. Just, I don't know, thinking about it for 10 years. What the hell is he going to do? Sleeping. Yeah, whatever it is. So uh, Kiyoya's like, man, I don't care, Sayaka. I don't care how hot you are. I'm not into it. I'm not doing it. Well, uh, in his defense, he knows he can only half-ass the magic Yeah, he shit. doesn't. he's just like, I can't really help. He's like, I'm going to get my ass kicked. And then uh, Master Rise shows up, who's a, uh, who's like the, oh, he was Genichiro's master. And he should be the guy to go, um, go into the city. But the other reason, it's not just to get the president of the Earth out of the way. The other reason, let me rob bound up the president is if you just let the president alone he'd be killed so this guy the master has to sit there the whole time and freaking make sure the president doesn't get killed yeah uh so he's guarding the president so he astral projects you know freaking dr strange style yep over to uh kiyoya to kind of try to talk him into going into the demon city shinjuku and you know saving the world not into it he's just not into it. no one can convince him he's not into it <laughs> Then Sayaka goes by herself, and he's like, God damn it, Yeah, you like, idiot. You just can't let her do it. He can't let her do it, right? So she goes in by herself. Immediately almost ridiculous. gets raped and murdered to death. Oh, almost immediately. Um, gets yeah, sexually assaulted, almost raped. And yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, right? It's typical Asian anime. Although this one is not extra bloody or extra um, extra nudity, like hentai. It's not that, it's not that bad. It's it's kind of eighties movie level, you know what I mean? Almost nothing, really. Yeah, almost in, nothing. In comparison to Wicked City, it's like almost yeah, nothing. it's vastly different in that regard. Um, so 
Uh, there's the, there's the random scene where there's a a shadow of a cat that gets torn apart by a monster because this seems to need to happen in everything Kawajiri does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some dog gets killed later, and it's like, come on, man, why are you killing all the animals? What the hell? It's true. Uh, so anyway, the whole the story at this point is very simple. Like it's just um, Sayaka and uh, uh, is Kiyoya finding. You know, they got to kill. There's some demons they got to kill. They got to find every rod. They got to you know win the day, right? I mean, it's yep. it's it's very simple, right? And at some point, you know, you know, you know, Kiyoya is going to find his father's sword and like. You know, yeah, he man himself up like <laughs> right. I have the power. And he does. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. There's some trippy stuff in there. Uh, we could talk about that a little bit when we talk about you know things we like, things we didn't like. But uh, that's the basic plot. It's pretty simple. You know, funny about Kyle Jerry movies. Take all three of them, right? That we've watched so far. Ninja Scroll, yeah. Wicked City, and this one. You got the main character who is exceptional. Like, exceptionally competent, right? Yep. And then all they want to well, do... Well, in this case, he's actually less competent than usual, but yes. Yeah. But uh, there's subtle differences, but yeah. yeah. Basically, you have the exceptionally incom- uh, exceptionally competent main character that wants nothing to do with anything. They just want to kick it. Yep. And then they get sucked into this crazy shit by some woman. <laughs> and then they have to, like... It's like the hero's journey, except forced by some chick every single time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny. But they're all structured almost exactly the same. They all have a tiny old man that just, like, fucks with you. Yeah, God. Kawajiri also did Goku Midnight Eye. Yeah. Uh, he also, also did... Very similar. He also did Bird the Mighty. He also did Wind Named Amnesia, mm-hmm. Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. Like, yeah, no, he's done some really good movies. He he didn't do the original Vampire Hunter D, but uh, a lot of my favorites. He's damn near Kikuchi's like personal director. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's pretty awesome though. Uh, I like it. But yeah, dude's legendary. So that's the stuff I love. You're right about the old man. Like, there's always that, that freaking old, old man, tiny old like, man who's like fucking with you. <laughs> various degrees of fucking with you. Like in this one, this one's just way toned down. Yeah, everything. Like it's Wicked City, except way toned down. Yeah, like the the old man is not as sinister. Is not, not, not as sinister as the one in Ninja Scroll. Guy's the worst. Yeah, he is the fucking worst. Um, but it's like uh, Ninja Scroll had the same thing as uh, Wicked City did, where they have to like you know getting. Him with that particular girl yep. is very important. And, well, yeah, and, and so was uh, Wicked City. Yeah, yeah, yeah same thing, actually. Yeah, same thing, it. right? Like, there's definitely a theme going on there. Oh, yeah, like, very, very similar. And they're all fantastic. Whatever whatever, They're that, all good. Whatever that formula you use, yeah, just so keep doing it. Anything we say about this, like, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty toned down. It's still excellent. It's an oh, yeah, super excellent, fun. solid, you know, hour and 20-minute movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, it's not exceptional. It's just good. You know, am I going to tell you to watch it before Ninja Scroll? No. But am I going to tell you to watch it after Ninja Scroll? After Wicked City? Yes. Yeah, right? it's um, uh, going exactly that order. Pretty much. It's like Ninja Scroll is definitely, well, it's my personal favorite. It's probably the best. I do love Ninja Scroll. Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust is also up there for me. So oh, I, yeah. I put God, them like yes. 1A, 1B. Yeah. Probably Ninja Scroll first, but. Bloodlust is way up there. Yeah, and then Wicked City. Wicked City, Demon and City, then... Shinjuku. Oh, good. Lensman. Secret of the Lens. True. <laughs> Classic. So there's, there's uh, that Running Man segment in Neo Tokyo. So we mm-hmm. talked about Neo Tokyo a while back. That's also Kawajiri. Like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's just classic. The animation's really good. 
Um, it's just cla- it's like what you think of when you think of anime. Like it really is. It's like that's the exact kind of thing that got me into anime. Like that style, that like you know early late eighties, early nineties. So if you ever very uh, nice hand drawn animation, just great characters, tons yep. of action. Uh, so another bit of trivia here, Mad Demons. If you ever saw Johnny Mnemonic, which not a lot of people did, but uh, oh, I have. Not terrible, not great, but. Cyberpunk works. We talk about cyberpunk. It's adapted from uh, William Gibson's books, which there's something that needs to be mined is adaptations of William Gibson's books. Yeah, for Christ's sake. Not that I trust anybody to do it right now, but that should happen. Like, Neuromancer needs a freaking adaptation. Uh, I bet in the next... Count Zero needs an adaptation. Inside in the next few years, you'll probably see it. Now that probably. things are, like, kind of on the upswing. But uh, Johnny Mnemonic, it, there's uh, the opening, like, fight scene in this is in Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's just solid. Like you know, this isn't going to be a long review because there's not much to say about it. The plot's simple. The characters are pretty simple, but they're good. They're all solid. It's just solid. It's exactly like it's like a textbook. This is how you make a fairly interesting like horror anime. Yeah, it's <laughs> like action horror done. It's got everything. That's it. It's just solid pulp. It's yep. great. Yeah, that's what I like about that. it. It's like, just very simple, very pulpy. It's good, though. I enjoyed it. They're really good. Is there anything you didn't like about it? Not really. I mean, overall, it is just a watered-down version of Wicked City. It is. It is. But I, that's the only knock I could really give it, on it. It know? needs better fight scenes. The fight scenes are pretty damn mediocre. Yeah. Uh, especially the last fight that kind of doesn't even exist. No, not really. It's like pretty quick that's pretty quick like and i don't mind that sometimes but it it needs some better fight scenes yeah um agreed uh, the mysterious the other we didn't mention this guy but there's another mysterious character too that, oh like, yeah mephisto mephisto like another mysterious i'm pretty sure character. he's just the devil there to like watch i, I think so too it, it gives you that impression it gives you that vibe but he's uh, just like this is just something a little more with him i'm not saying he had to do like be central to the plot or anything but yeah he just this give, should have been something more there. He gives you that, like, I'm way above this and I'm just here to watch type of thing happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes dressed as Superman from the closet. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, he's, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, I, I like, I don't mind a character like that, but they, I think they should have done just a, li- yeah, like, a little bit more with him. Because I literally forgot about him until you fucking a mentioned A little it. bit more with him. I mean, there's like three demons they got to kill. He kills one of them, but I don't know. It's it's Again, it's kind of a forgetful fight scene. He's like a plot device to make... To make it an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, again, an interesting character, don't get me wrong. And, you know, maybe he's a setup for future stuff. And that that would be okay. Probably, maybe yeah. Maybe it's in Demon Palace Babylon. I don't know. But um, You're probably right, actually. Yeah, it right. seems like that kind of character where he, he, like, he would be, like, a main focus in the next story. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, that's probably it. So anyway, that's that's about all I gotta say about Demon City Shinjuku. It's solid. It's available all over the damn place to stream. Yeah, for so. some reason it was streaming everywhere for a while. Yeah. Like I actually thought it was like uh, I thought they did like a remake or something of it because it popped up everywhere all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm like, Why is this old thing from like? But no, you know? it's just I, I guess the licensing isn't hard or something. Yeah. Anyway, solid. I give it a thumbs up. Definitely worth your time. Classic Madhouse. Tis classic the season madhouse. for a classic Madhouse, like action horror. Yeah, if you're looking for horror anime to watch, you know, this Halloween season, throw it on the list, man. You'd, oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. A solid watch. And with that, I think we're done. That's it. That's all so, I got for the day. As usual, have a fantastic week. 
And we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe, and may your entertainment be always, well, entertaining.